Welcome back. <laughs> Nerd stuff with Slitherpuff. <laughs> One, day. There. There. Yeah. One day. One day. <laughs> One day we'll think of a good harmony with that. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, but if you've stuck around with us this long, then, <laughs> then you'll know what to expect. And that yeah. is to expect nothing. And we will talk a lot of rubbish and talk a lot, a lot of fun. Of tangents. <laughs> Many a tangent. But if you're still here with us, then hopefully that's what <laughs> you love about us. <laughs> you never know what to expect. We cater for everything. We cater for as much as if, anything. Even if we have very little knowledge of it, we'll probably have we'll a, a vague opinion, a positive yeah. opinion. Because you guys must never judge unless you know, man. Yes, Just, exactly. <laughs> but uh, a radio tangent and we've only done the intro. Welcome to Let's this episode. Um, <laughs> I've just something. said it again. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> We've got to sell it. No, it's stuff is set apart. No, it's stuff is set apart. Yes, we, we, we have social medias now. Yes, we do. Well, we've had since before we started recording, but I think we're using them now. So yeah, more efficiently. Please. Oh, I hope, hope by now, by the time you, you listen to this, hopefully we're using it more efficiently. Hopefully the world's still around. We have Instagram and we have Twitter. Yes. Instagram, it is nerd stuff with Slither Puff. Yep. And on Twitter, it is nerd stuff with SP. Yes. SP. Uh, so find us, follow us, and and recommend <laughs> tangents for us to go on. Yeah. I think that's the hope. Topics. Although the we hope know, and dream. Yeah. yeah. We'll never run out of shit to talk about, but if, if you've got to give us a diving point. Yes, a starting point. You know, I mean, we, we're never going to stay on the subject, but if it'll you start us off somewhere, we'll figure it yeah, out. It'll open, us, open our minds <laughs> up to also new things, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> So I think today we decided because we're in this place of isolation <laughs> or coming out of isolation, depending where you are in the world and such things. Yeah. And so we decided to positive spin this and go, what have been some of the gems you have discovered through isolation yeah. or, or things, things that you've rewatched yeah. or redone and, and talk about, you know, the nice things that have come out of being stuck at home for stuck a while with yeah. no work. <laughs> because um, positivity is what I am all about. And to be fair, a lot of yeah. a lot of us introverts, this is just regular life. <laughs> it is just regular life for me. I'm just getting paid less now. That's the only problem. But that like I, I did say to a friend is that I am I'm a professional hermit. I am yeah. a happy if <laughs> so. I am don't see humans for a week, I'm actually cool with that and yeah. I will catch up on Netflix. But I do miss hugging my friends because when I'm with people, yeah. I'm a very tactile person. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, always reach out and a hand on a hand on an arm or a hug or something like yeah. that. And that's messing with my brain. <laughs> but it's okay because, because I choose life and I have resorted to the curtsy. That yes. has become my the curtsy or the salute have been my two <laughs> intro welcomes now. The salute. <laughs> I will salute you or curtsy you depending on what I feel in my soul. Um, in an attempt not to hug you because yes, damn it, I want to hug. We need more people like you because a lot of people are being dicks and not taking this. Yes, like, you know, yeah. and if anything from previous episodes, you will know our <laughs> our true stand line is. Don't, Don't be a be dick. A dick. <laughs> <laughs> Just be a nice person. Be nice. <laughs> but so, what have you? Revisited. Revisited. Since you've okay, so isolation. yeah, like we've spoken about before as well. <laughs> Short of the Dead. I've re rewatched again. Yeah. Funny enough. Why are we getting attracted to rewatching these ones? Mm -hmm. I wonder why. I wonder why. Um, Research. I think because also the quarantine topic popped up. I've rewatched uh, yeah. quarantine as well. Yeah. Rewatched it. Nice. I've rewatched the Matrix trilogy because I've had no so way. much time. <laughs> and how was that on a rewatch again? On a rewatch, like 
for me, I was I was one of the people who loved the trilogy. Hell so yeah. like, I love, I love the first one, and then people didn't like the first, the second, and third. Um, um, I liked all of them. Like one of them as well. Like yeah. I see some of their their, their statements, but yeah. I still it didn't. It I'm didn't, like I still thought it was a good movie. Yeah, okay. like I, I there's a lot of things that hold up for me about that is like the story and the soundtracks. The soundtracks exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of that two thousands like just oh, like that cyberpunk vibe. I'm like yeah, oh. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, through a rewatch, I you know a lot of the things do stick with you, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I mentioned about the about the Star Wars, like. Yeah. It's just about the visuals and the fight yeah. scenes, and it's like, oh, it's just yeah. so good. So like, yeah, things things can still hold up, and you've also got to appreciate it from the time it was created. Exactly. I mean, the yeah. Matrix was, oh, it's just visionary in its effects and stuff like that, and I mean the Wasikowskis are notorious for their storylines that are like yeah. super philosophical and like yes, exactly. if you've seen uh, um, Cloud Atlas or something like that obviously that was based on a book but like yeah. it's the kind of stories that attract them and the kind of stories they like to tell yeah. are these nuts so you can't be like so you can't yeah. be like well I don't think that holds up and now you made the one not like perfect and then something and exactly, I'm like yeah. also it's but even like the, the action awesome so exactly like I even the the philosophy that they do introduce it's mm. like it doesn't detract from the story or and then everyone's oh when it goes into zion it gets boring i love the that zion was, that stuff was cool yeah yeah and i like, like that whole... like trippy tribal <laughs> trancey vibe yeah I was like, okay everyone's like what the fuck why is it like a trance club i'm like i think it's cool i'm like, okay with that yeah, i don't care just think about what, what you would do when humanity's mm. ended you'd also dance just mm. like, you and know. then you've got the animatrix to kind of buffer it all I still have to watch <gasps> that. Dude, oh my god, add it to the things you this, yes. need to do. Oh, fuck. It is so, 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 so good. And it's because it's obviously, I can't remember exactly how many episodes it is. Yeah. But it's it's actually very, and weird enough, it's something I rewatch now with Isolation Netflix is Love, Death, and Robots. And uh, it's very similar in that way that every episode is different animation, different yeah. stories, different ideas, different concepts. But obviously, all in the Matrix universe. Yeah. And a, a couple of the things that happen in the Animatrix are like referenced in the Matrix. Yeah. There is, I can't remember if it's number two or three now, you've just rewatched it. Um, <laughs> is when they go into Zion and the young kid walks up to Neo and he's like, That's number two. Oh, yeah. you let me out. You, 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 you saved me. And he's like, yeah. No, you saved yourself. That kid has an episode. Oh, One of the episodes of the, yeah. of, of the Animatrix is how that kid got out of the matrix oh. and why Neo says, yeah. you, I didn't help you. You helped yourself. Yeah. So it's, it's so That's good. Crazy. And some of the that stories are like, yeah, it adds so many <laughs> awesome layers. And it's also, I mean, Oh, it's so good. But then, yeah, because I rewatched Love yeah, Death and that Robots is, while I was actually, here. That, that's better because I <laughs> yeah. was intended to watch it because I remember as a Dude, kid. Dude, the Animatrix is worth it. Worth I remember it. as a kid going to the video store and look because mm. that was there in the video store oh, and really? going every single time and it was always out. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was my attention to one that I just sort of gave up. I have my, my dream right now is to get the Blu-ray extended box sets of Ooh. The Matrix and the Animatrix. There is yeah. a four-in-one box set but i want the blu-ray extended versions because apparently there's hours and hours of extras and behind the scenes yeah in the matrix blu-rays there is yeah. a shit ton apparently yeah. Lord of the rings amounts of extras <laughs> and behind the scenes 
So it's on my, yeah, it's been on my wish list, but you've got to find a decent version and it's yeah. got to have the Animatrix in it as well. Just to fulfill our nerd brains as well. Yeah, dude, it's the reason I buy Blu-rays is because there's more extras. Yeah, the extra stuff. Yeah, it's, I think it's the reason I have a PlayStation is so I can play Blu-rays. <laughs> like I play a little bit, but yeah. it's mainly because it's a Blu-ray player that can also play games. So I'm like, cool, it's cool. great. <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> what else have you cracked in through then? Um, what else have I cracked in? I've actually also st- I've made it a point. I made a list. Yeah. I'll show you the list I have oh. right here. Oh, oopsie. He says throwing all his lists <laughs> over the ground. I made a list of all the MCU movies <gasps> that I need to Ooh, get in, through. In order? In order. Of release. In, okay. In okay. Order. Well, not sure if it's an order of release, but just in order like of mm. this, because there's a lot of watch lists out there where it's yeah. like how you should watch it. I don't know. I like, always think you should still watch it in the release order. Yeah. Because their references are are more accurate. Because if you watch it in like chronological order. Yeah. Th- I mean, it's like then some things might refer to something that's coming, mean. but the the way it was written means you needed that information first before that history reference you know uh, okay, you know what okay, i mean okay, i get it yeah, and yeah. it's like so it a weird yeah, yeah a weird circular way it's like watch a movie and then you watch the prequel yeah is the prequel exists with the idea that you've seen the sequel you've seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of that's why it's prequel and not like yeah you know that's what makes sense to watch it yeah which is yeah you like you wouldn't watch the <laughs> star wars stuff chronologically because you need to watch episodes one two and three knowing that that's, yeah. he's going to become darth vader and stuff like that you yes. know it, it makes well i i think so yeah i don't know i it's it's one of those things that have you ever it, it, this is again weird tangent is <laughs> are there shows that you wish you could watch without knowing what the big twists are yes oh is, definitely <laughs> I, I, I i i chatted with a friend at, at hockey practice the other day and she said for her uh english i think she's a matric or something yeah they're reading dr jekyll and mr hyde okay the curious case of dr jekyll and mr yeah. hyde and she said, oh, my God, I had no idea what was going on. And at the end, it turns out they're the same damn person. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, man. I've seen so many versions of that story yeah. that it's just everyone knows that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde are the same person. Yeah. But when it was written, it's a mystery. Uh, it's written okay. in a way that yes. you're not supposed to we'll know see. who who's, you're supposed to see, think they're different people yeah. until the end where it's like, oh, shit, it's the same person. You're like, what? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to have read that book or not seen me. that movie, not knowing, <laughs> because like any version of it that it comes out now, everyone knows. knows it's yeah, the same yeah. person. So it's now how can we work with that premise? Yeah. Knowing that it's Making this guy, it the dark, his ego and his id and yeah. stuff like that. So, oh, man. But funny that you mentioned that because apparently mm-hmm. there's a hypnosis method. That can oh. do that. They can it can erase things that you want. So you oh, can. Oh, I don't know if I. I that, that that has more more problematic things. Than, than, uh, who am I? I think what I'll just continue doing is alternating whether I read a book first or see the yeah, movie yeah. first. Because I'm like, no, guys, I um, I'll, I'll, if I know a, like, I love. I used to love when I was younger reading the book. Yeah. But like if the movie was coming out, I'd be like, no, I've got to read the book first. I was that, <laughs> the that yeah, I was that, that asshole. He was like, no, the book's always going to be better. I'm like, now I can at least stop and appreciate. Yeah. No guys, the book is always going to be so different from the movie it's and the movie can yeah. only do so much. And as long as they kind of stick exactly. to the, the themes, like if they start fucking with the baseline themes of a, of a movie, yes. then I will, yeah. then I will fight you. But if you can adapt it and it's the same as when animes get put turned into movies and stuff, what yeah. they leave out, what they don't, I'm, super understanding yeah 
But um, now I like a, a movie comes out that there is a book and I'll be like, no, 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 I'm going to watch nothing and just watch the movie. Yeah. And then it's a surprise. It's like, weird, the weird thing for me, it was uh, Doctor Strange was like that for me. Okay. Weirdly enough. Yeah, yeah. And Shazam was like that for me because I oh. had not, like all other comic book movies, I had a vague idea of where yeah. the people come from. Yeah. But I had never read a Doctor Strange. So I had no idea what his origin is. I had yeah. no idea. Like I knew, <laughs> as I've seen the pictures of the floaty guy that looks like, uh, what price, the... The old school actor, the guy, like that's yeah. it's based on, and uh, like that's all I knew. Yeah. And so it was when he was in an accident. I was like, oh my god, is that how we become? Oh my god, is that how we like? Yeah. So I knew nothing. Is a general yeah. Surprise, it, was, it was new and fresh. Yeah. Which is tough to come around as a nerd watching yeah. anything comic booky. Exactly. Because you know. For me, that that surprise was was Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Because I yeah. also I don't, yeah. I've, Not, no, I wasn't familiar with them at all. Re, they were like referenced, like I heard mm. of references of them, of them and stuff. Okay. That I read. I but when I watched it, I was like, okay, let and me see. And even if you had known Guardians of the Galaxy, you wouldn't have known this, this because this the original, yeah. like the the famous iteration, <laughs> is, is different. Yeah, <laughs> so different. very well done. I like see, I like being surprised like that, but sometimes yeah. I also like to. Read it like, because you know, I want to em- embrace it. Yeah. Like the the thing that I in in isolation mode I went through uh, Ender's Game the book. Oh okay. Oh, the I'd book seen the movie. Oh, I haven't read years the book. ago. I've seen the movie. I have the book. I'll leave it to you. It's so good. I because uh, weird enough, and I think this is now the second time I will mention them is the Corridor Crew guys yes. on YouTube. <laughs> Every now and then they they all their uh, episodes are generally sponsored by something. Yeah. And then they do like a sponsored chart, and a couple of the episodes are sponsored by Audible. Okay. And then yeah. whenever it is sponsored by Audible, then one of the guys will be like, and I found this book and this why this is my favorite book. And yeah. the one guy was Ender's Game, the audiobook, because it's phenomenal and it's one of his favorite books of all time and he's yeah. read it for a million times. So I was like, oh, okay. And I've actually had it on my shelf for a while because I'm that guy as well who I'm like, I will read this book one day. Hold all the books. This is not new and this will not be the last time it is mentioned. I'm a book hoarder. Um, and I have a lot of lists of books that I feel like I should have read in my life. Yeah. And in this game, I was that was a notable thing. Like, yeah. like I've got um, Anne Rand on my shelf as well, which is apparently like the Tolkien before Tolkien. Um, <laughs> I'll get there eventually. And so I, I literally read it in like two days. Oh wow! Okay. It is that so good. good. Yeah, yeah. So so good. But it was also because I mean, if you've seen in this game, you know the big giant twist at the end. Yeah. Is to see it in the book, but now I know what's coming. I know what the twist is, so I can yeah. kind of see when does it start? When does he actually start fighting? versus when is he in training you know yes. like oh, when okay. have they started like how yeah, the manipulation yeah. works but it's so well written it's yeah. it's absolutely so you can kind of sort of yeah. sort of see the build up towards yeah. that, which is cool whereas yeah. if like but i watched the movie without knowing anything yeah. and so that when that drop happens you're like oh fuck oh fuck it, fuck, fuck, fuck. whereas yeah. in the book when that drop happens it's the same same effect yeah. of like and the way it's written and stuff, it's like super it's visual really effect good, on yeah. the on the kids and how they how they react to it and yeah. and it has it concludes his adventure nicer than the movie does. I think. Uh, I th- okay. Yeah. It's it's the same ending. Yeah. But it's a bit more well rounded and okay. a little bit further into the future. Of, and then what does he do? Oh, okay. Instead so of like, of I have yeah. found it and I shall travel into the stars. And no, no, there's there's more to that. Dude. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> And Oops. his siblings have yeah. like a deeper, oh. <laughs> a whole like another political thing of yeah. manipulation and stuff that they are doing on Earth while he's fighting aliens. That's in space. all in the book. That's, not that's all in the book. book. Yeah, 
Okay. So good. No, no, I missed out. I'll lend it to you. It's really good. <laughs> yes, but I have to. I have to do that mm. as well. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I've. That was one of my isolation. Yeah. Joys as I'm starting to work through really? my shelf. <laughs> I'm working through my shelf of the books that I have bought <laughs> with the, the full <laughs> intention of reading, as any good library nerd knows. <laughs> oh, I have so many books to read at home. Oh, I shall buy one more. And I even I stopped myself from purchasing a new Brandon Sanderson series on my Kindle. Oh, okay. Well, actually, like, I don't have to do that because I share a library with my best friend and he yeah. has all the Brandon Sanderson's on. <laughs> but I had to stop plugging them in and because I was like, oh, someone recommended that other Brandon Sanderson series. Maybe I should read it. And I know, I know my best friend has them all and we share a library. <sighs> oh, but you have an excuse to extend your library. <laughs> oh, I have to read what's in my library already. It's so much good. It's so um, much good. I think this is a good time probably to also revisit the Harry Potter series of books oh, as well. Hey, hey. Because I've only read through oh. it. The first time I read through it was obviously school and then I read yeah. through the whole thing. And then the second time was I had I finished exams in my first year. Oh, okay. And then I read through everything again because I had nothing to do. I don't do. think I've read through everything again again. Yeah. But every time a new book came out, I reread all the old ones. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So yeah. I've read the whole series seven times. But I've only read book seven once. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if that yeah. makes because sense. Because it only came out once. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, that might be a good, because that'll, every time I reread them, Book one, two, and three, you can read in a day together. Yes. Obviously, because it grew up with me. I, I I was super, super lucky is that when book one and two came out, I got it for, I don't know why I remember it so clearly. I got it for Christmas yeah. 99 because okay. we were in Cape Town visiting my aunt for the millennium parties. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so everyone had millennium parties because <laughs> it was going to go into 2000s. And my mom got me and my brother book one and two for Christmas. Okay. So that when, I mean, I was like 11, 12. So I read the first book at the same age as the people in the book. And then a new one came out every year. So I was at like perfect (laughs) age. And then they got a bit more complex as they got older and the books got thicker and the books got more darker and stuff like that as I grew up with it. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I was in a a perfect place. A perfect age to grow up with it. Yeah. I mean, I tried to read, I I freaking (laughs) tried to read uh, Lord of the Rings when the first movie came out and it was just too much for my little brain <laughs> and I've read it since and it's phenomenal but I like yeah. tried to read it at age 12 and I was like nope that's so impressive nope. I tried to read it when I was in grade uh, 9 10 nope. and it was just it's too much yeah because also that is a very mm. that's one of the things that I'm very impressed about is yeah. the Lord of the Rings series I obviously watched the movies before the books yeah see that was one of those when I still wanted to be that nerd and try to read the book before yeah. the movie came out yeah. and I got through book one before the first movie. Yeah. And then I was like, this is too much. <laughs> yeah. I need so much a little bit. And then I, I reread them at a later stage. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was easier. Second time around, much easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, I still have to, have to go past book one. Mm. But yeah, I, I watched the, watched the movies before and I think the movies are very well done so considering good. how much is in those books so and how much they've good. left out as well. Yeah. How much they've added, like, you know. Have you watched the extended versions? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> have you done a all-nighter extended version watch? No. I have. <laughs> I have to as well. I've done a full extended version. We did a, when I was at university, we had a movie night yeah. with one of our clubs and we went... Full extended vision all nighter. Oh god! Yeah, <laughs> that's that, that's that's not because they're like four and a half like a hours each, day. just about. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Whole... I mean, we started at five o'clock. <laughs> half a day. We did an all nighter. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, yeah. We should like do that again sometime as well. Yeah. Because I know there was one stage when can I walk? 
Mm-hmm. The, the, the cinema year. Yeah. They had a screening of all three. Like, mm. you could watch all three and it was all the extended That would have been one. amazing. Yeah. So you could buy, like, I think that's like 300 rand a ticket and then you watch the whole Watch thing. and then you've got all three. Yeah. I would 100% do that. <laughs> Obviously, with intervals in between. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my friends want to do, like, a Harry Potter marathon. <laughs> but that's, like, cool. either a two day marathon or you've got to split it. And yeah. Like, split it in two because. It's long. <laughs> seven movies, guys. That, my other thing I always want to do, and I, it's a sucker for punishment, but also. I like ridiculous things. Is I want to do a Fast and the Furious marathon. Mm. I've only seen about four of them. Yeah. I think I watched one, two, three, Tokyo Drift-ish. And then I... Mm, <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. And then I've watched now like Hobbs and Shaw. And then I've seen a lot of behind the scenes of the action. Because okay. I got into stunts and people started yeah. going like, Oh, check how they did the safe getting dragged through the streets in yeah. Fast... And it's like actually a little truck that's in the block of the safe that's like driving behind the guys yeah. because it, they couldn't drive. Oh, so good. Genius. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. There are so many good breakdowns on YouTube of yeah, like definitely. those sequences. But, but I, lo- yeah, I, that like, I also love that as well. Like the ones afterwards I didn't like so much because it became a franchise. Yeah, so I like, just got. Yeah. yeah. But the whole number one, okay, number one was probably like, you know. Oh, it was classic. Yeah, classic. Yeah. And then number two was... It was classic point change. break with cars. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what if, you, if in hindsight, guys, it's point break with cars. Oh, that's such a good analogy. It's so true. <laughs> point Just break saying. with cars. Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then it became a thing. <laughs> it just became a whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> and I weirdly have a soft spot for Tokyo Drift. And I know it's not actually that good. The acting is not really nah. that good, but the actual setup yeah. and the production of it, I think, is good. Oh, that was great. And the soundtrack. Yeah. Again, <laughs> why do we always come back to the soundtracks of movies? Like, yeah. We definitely <laughs> hooked on definitely it. We thing. Have, yeah, we have an ear for music, so it's, yeah, uh, that's true. So it's probably what we can appreciate. Music. <laughs> that is true but that also just gives me a whole feel of like just you know the whole Asian culture and everything yeah. it's just like oh, it just captures it so perfectly yeah. with the cars and the whole that kind aesthetic. of romantic the, the romantic version of that oh, Hong Kong life like, yeah exactly like it's definitely a very romanticized yes. but it's like that it's that cool version yeah you know like oh, this is what I imagine it's <laughs> like living in Japan yeah. or living in China it's like I wish I grew up yeah. in Japan like oh, oh I yeah know. like it probably would have been really boring like normal childhood upbringing but yeah. our cinema version just of like it the is cool like, so like you know the anime hair and yeah. like just all those like you know the bad guy no like, we yeah. would have been like a boring kid in the suburbs yeah, like a hundred percent i've seen that anime too i'm that boring kid in the suburbs who's like no guys we can't skip school we've got to be responsible <sighs> can't punch that guy no guys be calm <laughs> don't be a dick. i feel like i would have been like in a sports team. <laughs> that would have been great. You watched it. And it would not have been as exciting as the sports anime. <laughs> which have inspired me to like want to do more different sports. And I'm like, but I can't dedicate my life to it like they can. It makes me sad. Like Haikyuu again. Oh, Haikyuu. Not sponsored. Haikyuu. Dude, so good. If you have doubts, get, if you have doubts about sports anime, yeah. watch Haikyuu. I still have, I, like, I have yeah. doubts, but it's on my list. Yeah. I've got to get through it. It was and... the, again, I think I've mentioned before, it's, it was a brother recommendation. Yeah. My brother said, Tony, you need to watch Haikyuu. And I was like, <laughs> what? Sports anime? No, guys, it's going to be cheesy. And then I went on like a sports anime binge. binge <laughs> and I got to Kuroko's Basketball, which is also yeah. epic. Sports anime. Basketball, sports anime. <laughs> and then people were like, get into Yuri on Ice. 
which is just beautiful. That's, that's the one you recommended to me as well. Ice skating on another <laughs> level. Oh, such a great soundtrack. Yeah. The intro you yeah, me. I played oh you the gosh. intro just yeah. to like be like, just listen to this music. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, so I went down a, a weird sports anime yeah. hole, black hole of death. <laughs> But I think if, if if anything captures a non-anime watcher, that could be it. Mm-hmm. Because I think everyone loves rooting for the underdog. Like yeah. Said, and that's what it's all and about. And it's, it's empowering. It's it's the same intensity as like Dragon Ball Z's, yeah. you know, <laughs> must save the world intensity. But yeah. it's just a high school. <laughs> yeah, it's just a high school sports, you know. Yeah. Tournament. But <laughs> it's nationals. we got to go to nationals. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. And season four has just started and I'm refusing to because we've got a simul like a simulcast with Japan's release. Yeah. And but I can't because I'm like if I just have to watch twenty minutes and have to wait a whole week for twenty minutes of an episode. Yeah. So I'm like waiting for a couple of episodes to build up. I think they're almost on episode ten yeah. on season four. So I just rewatched because I watched it all with Japanese with the subtitles and then they put it on Netflix and I was like, Oh cool, I wanna watch the I yeah. wanna watch the dub because I wanna see you watched how subtitles. good it was. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm always I'm always curious how how good a, a dub is because a good dub if it's done well, it's done well it's I love it and it, it just gives you a different appreciation of it and yeah I'm not the acting's yeah. a bit different as well yeah. yeah and I'm not stuck to oh it doesn't sound like him anymore <laughs> um, guys just calm down <laughs> when in doubt that's just ninety percent of my ninety percent of my vocabulary is, guys just just calm just down just, calm just down. appreciate things for what they are exactly and I mean it's something that I'd love to do so obviously I'm gonna always research other people and then so yeah, I rewatched exactly. it when it was on Netflix <laughs> and, and now I'm up? waiting for yeah no it's actually a really good dub yeah, no okay. it's, it's yeah. phenomenal um, yeah. yeah there's some of the, the go-to standard actors that like it's all the same guys that work for Funimation they okay, yeah, do yeah. all the voices <laughs> if Pappenbrook comes in I googled him the other day because I was watching oh yeah, I was watching a, that was my isolation yes. rewatch was Akame Ga Kill Akame got killed. That's Akame. on my list. Akame well. got killed. <laughs> just got released on Netflix. Yeah. And I'd watched it yonks ago in obviously with the subtitles because that's what we had. Yeah. And then it's been released now on Netflix. Cool. I want to listen. I want to hear what voices did, like yeah. what voices they chose for what characters and stuff. And like the, <laughs> the lead guy, I'm like, ah, this voice is familiar. <laughs> and then I sit and I've got the, it's one of the best uh, um, websites called behindthevoiceactors.com. Yes. It's literally, and it's just a, a repertory of who voiced what in what language oh, so you wow. pick any anime and then yeah. they go who are the japanese voice actors who are the south africa who are south africa? <laughs> english voice actors and then sometimes like if it's been dubbed into spanish or german or something then you can you can oh, see okay. the lists wow. of all the languages it's and, like a and, huge database yeah and then you yeah. can click on the actor and see what they've dubbed yeah so i was like i found it i'm like pappenbrook okay cool cool cool, cool. and he was uh i think he was aaron in attack on titan and he was also because uh, he has a very mm, oh yeah voice he's a uh, well. yeah he's Kirito on in Sword Art Online I yeah <laughs> Sword Art Online is epic uh, I absolutely love it <laughs> yeah on your quarantine but yeah so Pappenbrook is like he's got that voice that yeah. like young protagonist dude voice and, yeah. and he's done a lot of those because I'm like oh. now I'm starting to because I've become that nerd I'm starting to I'm like that voice is familiar yeah, I, know I, know that voice. I know that voice I'm like going through all the new anime on Netflix hang on a minute I listened to the trailer of new Ultraman or something yeah and I can hear Matthew Mercer and I can hear Liam O'Brien yeah Matthew Mercer. and I'm like 
Liam O'Brien has got Matthew, very Matthew specific... He does everything. Yeah. Oh, like, he does fucking He's like everywhere. No, it's so good. And then obviously, because I watch them do Critical Role, which is yes. just him and his friends <laughs> playing Dungeons and Dragons. And Matthew Mercer is <laughs> the voice god of characters. And the fact yeah. that like, he remembers the obscure little... I think someone said they've got a like an after-show talk show and they always have a thing called uh, Critical Role Stats, which are yeah. these guys that have they listen to all the episodes. They're like a bunch of accountants that in their own fun time <laughs> work out all the stats. Like... Yeah. This was the 100th time AD20 was rolled since okay. the campaign began. Oh. And they were like, Matthew Mercer has, he just in their second campaign a couple of weeks ago had reached a thousand NPCs, so non player characters yeah. that he has created for this. Jeez. That was the thousand new <laughs> random. Oh, and I was like, dude. How do you have it all in your brain? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I don't know. I just sometimes will remember and I'll like make note of what voice I gave them. Yeah. And, uh, and then just it's insane <laughs> yeah and he's like if it's more specific then he'll record a little bit and then like yeah. save it on so his phone whole, like, yeah he's got well. yeah he's yeah, yeah his yeah. I suppose that's what makes backlog. him so good as well yeah, no, <laughs> he's, he's good phenomenal. at what he does <laughs> no, he's so good yeah Ugh. shush yeah. Yeah, that whole group of friends. I'm super obsessed. With <laughs> yeah, I still have to watch Critical Role, but I like you. See, you recommended the little bits of yeah, yeah. I would say they, it's because they've got a, cr- got a couple of one. I mean, like they every episode is about four hours long. Yeah, <laughs> and campaign one stopped at about a hundred and episode hundred fifteen. I think that's how they got. Oh wow! Yeah. And then campaign two now is on episode ninety nine, but now they're taking a pause because the they're not thing. coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So next they episode is going to be good people. Yeah, they're good people. Being cool <laughs> and being... <laughs> respecting those around them yeah. and staying home and posting hilarious things on Instagram about them going crazy. They could do like a, like a Skype, a Skype. Don't yeah, I think they, they've thought about it, but uh, they posted on their Twitter that they didn't want to mess with the quality. And if uh, everyone's okay. Skyping in from different places, they've had a couple of times when a single player or something will Skype in because they're out of town for that one night. Yeah. And then it's always a little bit laggy. It's oh, just okay. not... You don't get that that connection that they have, which is what's so nice about With, their, yeah. Okay, yeah. their thing is that it's more like, for me, it's more about the role playing. It's more about the storytelling. Yeah. Whereas a lot of other play podcasts, it's about the play, it's about the game, it's about rolling yeah. the dice, fighting the monsters, where for them, it's about the character development yeah. and stuff. And then interaction and with yeah, the Yeah, and then well. they, yeah. they full on commit to the <laughs> characters and stuff. It's so good. <laughs> But yeah, I'd always recommend Critical Role. It's just a, a lot of time. Lengthy. <laughs> yeah, it's very lengthy. Yeah. And I mean, you get one episode a week now, so I kind of split it out because it's four episode, four hour episode. I'll listen to the first half in a night and then I, oh, okay. the and second half another yeah, time. Yeah. And now so, you have lots of time. so <laughs> I got time. Well, now I've caught up. So I'm like, I have enough Critical Role. So I'm starting to catch up, which is also worrisome on... Uh, the other podcast that I listen to, which is very similar, called uh, the Glass Cannon Podcast, yeah, which is a bunch of guys playing Pathfinder, okay, which is kind of D and D but with more statistics, yeah, and they are hilarious. And I've been uh, listening because a friend of mine that I play Pathfinder with recommended and said you need to listen to these yeah. guys; they're so great. <laughs> and um, I think I, I've been listening to it now for almost a year. And I am now five episodes behind them. Oh, wow. So I'm worried that now I'm going to catch up. Going to catch up, yeah. And they're also going to pause. And I'm like, oh, no. Or don't. even if I catch up and they don't pause, yeah. it's only one episode a week. Oh, and yeah, their so episodes are week. like an hour of an episode. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've split it down quite nicely. So it's only one hour. And that's, yeah. my, that's my driving lesson. So I don't know. What are you going to do after what that? What I'm going to do when I've caught up with GCP. And I've caught up with the Critical Role. And it's only taken me five years to catch up with all that shit. Deep Put down the rabbit hole. Uh, I 
I've got a good couple. There's yeah. a, my my other go to podcasts are I listen to the Stunt Pod, yeah, which is two okay. guys in the UK that interview stuntmen, all yeah. stuntmen and women and riggers and coordinators and stuff from all over the world. And okay, that's, that's fascinating. Cool. I should probably yeah. make a note of that as well. Write that down. You just know yeah. all the good recommendations because <laughs> I'm always I'm always researching for the work, man, for the work. <laughs> But yeah, the stunt part is one of my go-tos. And then for any actors out there, I love Audrey Helps Actors, okay. which is, it's just business and career discussion, development and advice, mainly from a actor in Los Angeles perspective. Okay. But a lot of the stuff that she says is very um, applicable. To like to, everywhere. To anywhere, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, like yeah. she does talk about, you know, like they talk a lot about if you want to get into series, you've got to, you've got to aim to get an agent, then you want to get like guest stars and then co-stars and then series regular and stuff like okay, that kind so of echelon and hierarchy. Okay. But we don't really have that there because that's for CSIs and yeah. Big Bang Theories and stuff like those, those long running sitcoms or procedurals or something like yeah, that, we don't really have which we don't really have. Yeah, so we don't have that kind of echelon. So we're lucky in that way that our industry in that way is a bit smaller, that we have access to more of the things that yeah. come here. But so you don't it have to is, work your yeah. way up, you can sort of go yeah. straight forward. But if you use some of their techniques to work my way up here, yeah. so the yeah. advice on how to, how to contact casting directors, how to approach them and stuff like that, if I use that advice here, yeah. I'm the kind of only one that's approaching in that way and it'll yeah. make you stand out a little so bit. So you have an advantage. Yeah. yeah, well, hopefully. But yeah, Audrey Helps Actors is... Really good. Yeah. So you you're learning while you always. <laughs> well, while always. You're I actually want to re re listen to them now that I've got hiatus time. Yeah. And take notes. Okay. Because yeah, a lot of our episodes like are like how to you know get get to the next level, how to yeah. to make sure that your you know the agents are working for you, make sure yeah. your finances are settled. Like she just released an episode about how to handle your finances in a situation like this when there is such a lull in work. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, you know, like the best ways to, to make sure you stay trained, stay fresh, stay on yeah. point and stay in contact while there is no work so that when it comes back, you, yeah. you're yeah, not that, starving that, and not yeah. moving back with your folks and shit like that. Because so. that's that's obviously the mm. danger now with all freelancers. Is that there's a dip Yay. and it's like, how do you get back into that? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, everyone's at home and a lot of online stuff is happening which is quite cool yeah a lot of really cool workshops that i've eyeballed that happen in los angeles yeah that i've done the whole thing of oh if i can ever get a month to go to america those will be the workshops i want to do yeah you know okay. they're doing online stuff now Ooh. because all of their regular clients in la can't come in exactly so yeah. they're like cool we'll do online workshops but that means that the international people can also have access to them, which is so nice. So yeah, maybe it can become a regular thing. Even yeah, I'm hoping they stick to it. I'm definitely got my eye on a couple of workshops that I yeah. want to do online, and yeah, so it's just mainly yeah. just using and abusing. In the age of internet, I'll see if we age of have internet. It. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can watch uh, Broadway musicals online. There's a, yeah, a so site you, that, you uh, that as yeah, well. they're yeah. doing. You get like the first seven days free because it is an actual access library. And yeah. to be able to see live musicals, yeah, oh, it's something I mean, else. <laughs> we don't, because I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get to see Hamilton. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to come to South Africa. And if it does, not in the next couple of years. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and if I go to the States, place. it's stupid expensive. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sure, sure Hamilton it's also is, very like popular as well. So yeah. Really. I think my mom checked once just for, just for fun. Um, and it was like 3000 Rand for a ticket. a ticket it's like 300 dollars but yeah. that's that's yeah that's when i'm paying 300 rand for a ticket 3000 <laughs> is a little bit excessive yeah 
you know, so it's, it's like one, yeah. one day's, one day's work. <laughs> yeah. If you do one, depending on if you got a good job or not. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's literally. Yeah. I remember the, the first, nuts. the first musical I was introduced to, mm-hmm. or just theater performance I was introduced yes. to was my dad took me to the theater in Joburg and it was Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah. I was like, oh. Was it pantomime? Pantomime. I'm not too sure. Was I, it in I December? Very young. I was very young. <laughs> I was if like, it was around Christmas and it was in Joburg, it was probably pantomime. No, it was. I remember it was still during school time. So oh, yeah, yeah. So it might have been. There is a children's theater attached to the Joburg Theater, uh, the okay. People's People's Theater. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and they do. Oh, they do some gems. Yeah. Such that was, lovely children. That was theater. what like got me into it. Yay! And then when I was visiting uh, the UK after school, I was there for a couple of months. I went to go see Greece, the musical Greece. Nice. And it was it's a like, classic. yeah, it was something it's very also different from the movie. It wasn't yeah. like copied yeah. from the movie. It was just something different. Yeah. It was just like, and it's one of the few ones that it's the movie actually came first, and then they yeah. made a musical, yeah, and then expanded on it, which is always interesting because yeah. normally it's the other way around. They yeah, try to like make the probably. movie version. You're like, no, guys. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just think the characters in that was just was different from the movie characters. Just mm. their own set of characters. It was fun. I was like, ah, that yeah. was great. Yeah, they've done it here a few times. It's really good. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I just musical theater, man. It's my, <laughs> it's my jam. That's your jam. Oh, <laughs> oh, just so good. I mean, I think, was it the, I think the first thing I ever saw live on stage was Return to the Forbidden Planet. The musical. Oh, okay. It's a jukebox musical. Yeah. Based on the 1950s Forbidden Planet alien movie yeah, yeah. kind of thing. I think I've it's, yeah. My, my yeah, parents. or Planet Nine from Outer Space or something. <laughs> but I think they did Return to Forbidden Planet. So uh, old school black and white movie, yeah. science goes and one, you know, dude. That's, that's interesting. And the then they, yeah, yeah, they do jukebox musicals. So it's all old school music, like the young ones, darling, yeah. we're the young ones. And <laughs> we gotta get out of this place. It is the last thing we ever do. All of those old school jukebox songs. Yeah. And I had the cassette tape. Oh, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I listened to it dead. And then when I studied musical theater, yeah. one of my lecturers I discovered was actually in that production. So I had, I was like, <laughs> hang on, that voice is... Sounds too familiar. <laughs> and I also realized that he was in the version of Rocky Horror Picture Show that I saw, because I saw, yeah, same theater, I saw Return from the Planet, and probably about a year later, we saw Rocky Horror Picture yeah. Show. He and that lecturer well. was Frankenfurter. What? <laughs> mm. He was this, oh, stunning, stunning man, Mr. Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't call him like anything other than Mr. Mr. Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> David Dennis. He is such a great acting teacher. He's got such a theater so, name. And David he's like <laughs> but he's very well spoken, yeah. very tall and great and amazing. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, because he's <laughs> teaching me about Greek theater and like because yeah. he was one of our acting coaches. So we were literally doing like Greek tragedy. Yeah. And then he side mentioned things. He was he was Frankenfurter, and I'm like, I have that CD. So I also have <laughs> The soundtrack of my acting, classic Greek literature acting teacher <laughs> singing gorgeous, sweet transvestite. Oh, it was so good. And he was phenomenal. Yeah. No, he was so good. That's like such a, like a, like a mind, like a yeah. mind fuck turnaround. Yeah. I mean, we, I got used to like my lecturers being in the industry because a lot of ours were, were really cool like that, that yeah. they would be in shows in the evening and then they'd come teach us. Okay. Yeah. So we had a lot of that kind of access, but to know that when I was 12, I saw to, you yeah. and I've been obsessing over that soundtrack. And that was one of the, yeah. the things that I'm listening to on loop and stuff. <laughs> Shit. And then having that person teach yeah, you. Yeah, and that like... person's teaching me. <laughs> oh, I mean, guys. I mean, that's why I chose that that one is I literally scoured the programs of every show I ever saw. Yeah. And everyone had, that's where they studied. 
Okay. So that's yeah. where I went. Yeah. yeah. And then you've, like, you know, learned everything that you know now. <laughs> yeah, that's what we try. We try, we try. And many other courses and many other things. And traveling and All learning. the knowledge. All of the knowledge. How yeah. was the, because obviously you were in the UK there studying and mm. working at stuff. Yeah, I did. I did one year, uh, one year diploma, Trinity Guildhall diploma in ah. musical theater. And that was phenomenal because I found that one actually, weirdly enough, that diploma taught me how to audition. Whereas when you study drama schools and stuff, it's all about finding the character and preparing yeah. the character and doing the thing. That's phenomenal. I mean, that's what you, you want to learn how to act. You want to learn how to create, yeah. how to be a good performer. But the, the one-year diploma I did was collect your repertoire. Make yeah. sure you have 10 songs. Make sure you have three monologues. You yeah. need a, a classical monologue. You need a comedy and you need a drama monologue. Yeah. And you need and different accents. You need your songs. You need... The two songs that you will sing when the Sondheim audition comes. Yeah. So have your two Sondheim songs. Have your two Rodgers and Hammerstein prepped songs. Have your two jukebox musical songs. So that as soon as they go, you need to audition for X musical, I go, well, I have my (laughs) Stephen Schwartz audition songs that appropriate for that character. Yeah. And so that was really cool. And like developing that skill. Which I'm sure that's another thing people take for granted. Yeah. Just think you rock up and you you just apply what you know. No, I mean, you can be a great actor, but if you're a shit auditioner, you're shit out of luck. That's like your first impression. So you want to make that. That's all you got. Yeah. No, that's all you got is. (laughs) <laughs> proving them that you can act in three seconds in a grey room yeah. across from a random person. So how was that doing that in the like in the UK mm. being different from here? Um the, do you know what is like what I what I discovered just being there, because I lived there for four years and I did so I did the diploma and then I studied English and, and film at university there. Okay. Yeah. But obviously I was always going to shows when I could. I'd get all the discount tickets and me and my friends were very big into just going to the theatre and, and going I'd go to dance classes yeah. and I had singing lessons and stuff like that. So I always kept in the in the loop. Yeah. But what I learned was that they are no better or no worse than us. The so, quality of musical theatre in South Africa yeah. is the same. Yeah. And okay. that's what that's what kind of gave me so much hope and pride is that you'd I'd look at these shows and they are phenomenal. I yeah. mean, it's the West End, but then I'd come to South Africa and I'd be like, ours are just as good. Just as good, yeah. Our guys are just as good, <laughs> and and the the quality is just as good. Yeah. The only difference is there that working in musical theater that side is a full time job. Oh, okay. You get a year contract because yeah. that show is at that theater for the last 10 years. Yeah. And then after the year contract is up, you either renew your contract or they then audition because only five people didn't renew their contract. So they need to replace five chorus members or two guys pop up to become the lead and they need to replace the swing. Yeah. So there's a okay. bit more security in that way. So yeah, you job. get, yeah, you get a, a monthly salary and yeah. a week get paid by the week, you have security, you're part of the unions and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Whereas, Whereas yeah, here, freelance. it's freelance. So, yeah. I mean, any good show is 11 weeks and you're doing, what, like five or six weeks rehearsal, five or six weeks performance done. Yeah. So you, cool, but you're only working three months so at a time. A, okay. And then you've got to go on to the next show and to the next show. That is changing a bit now in that a lot of our shows are touring internationally to okay. China, to uh, Korea, a lot of our guys are touring Asia. A couple of our productions have toured Greece and, and things like that. Yeah. So what's happening now is that we're actually getting a bit more security in that you get a job and you've got a two-year contract. You have rehearsal time and then they do a Cape Town run, a Johannesburg run, an international run. Oh, okay. Whereas so previously it was just rehearsal and a run in whatever city it was based in. Yeah, yeah. so it's, so so it's, it's like definitely, a, a change. But I mean, that's only like more of a recent change. I mean, since 
I think I think the, one of the first ones that did more touring and stuff was like Cats and Cats. Phantom okay. of the Opera. Yeah. Phantom of the Opera started using our guys for their international tours. Oh wow. Yeah, and uh, so I think that kind of opened the the doors to us. Although I think that before that, quality. like I think our I think our we were Rock You toured to New Zealand. Yeah. I think so. Ah. In Greece and stuff like that. So that was like before my time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I mean, so we had little bits, but now yeah. it's almost guaranteed that if it's a bigger show, it's going to get a Joburg run, a Cape Town run, and an international, and well. a, an Asia run. Yeah. Like, weird enough, there's a lot of yeah. our stuff is going to Asia. But then that just shows, like you said, yeah. we have the quality to, you know, our stuff is amazing. There. <laughs> yeah, there's no excuse. To, we yeah. just, yeah, it's just not as stable as an industry. Yeah. So we need to just have all Or well paid as an industry. Yeah. Because so, I think yeah. also, fair enough, we were still quite behind. Yeah. And I find the, the same with our film industry in that way. Is a lot of people are saying, we're kind of where Canada was 10 years ago. Uh, okay. You know, yeah, is yeah. that we're still, when it comes to our unionizing kind of feel, we don't really settled with that. But, um, yeah. you know, they're starting to trust us more. Our crews and stuff are of an international standard, full yeah, stop. Definitely. Our guys are getting flown all over the world. Yeah, you like, know a lot of people. Yeah, who's... some of our, two of our guys, <laughs> well, they're all back now because everything's hiatusing, but one of our guys is Batman stunt double. One of yeah. the guys was Vin Diesel stunt double on Fast 9 and yeah. from Bloodshot. And uh, one of our Steadicam operators is on The Witcher. And oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, our guys are traveling all over the world yeah. and are being used. And now recently our actors are starting to get cast yeah. in bigger roles than just featured extras, which exactly, is kind yeah. of where we've been relegated for the last while. Yeah. Is they'll bring in all the big international actors and then use us as those one-liner side characters and yeah. then use our crews because they're amazing. Yeah. And now it's kind of like, oh yeah, we can do the accents, we can do the performances, we, well. we're okay. <laughs> you know, we can we can pull it off. Yeah. So they'll now bring in the two leads and then cast everyone else from local. Yeah. In the smaller series is now. So yeah. they they're obviously still building that trust. Yeah, because um, I'm for assuming the big budget stuff. Yeah, because the big budget stuff, mm. I think the investors will be very yeah, skeptical. It's, yeah. it's like there's someone you don't know. And it's you know? sales, you know, you want to be yeah. able to sell a name. <laughs> yeah. And if yeah. they can make save money on the fact that they're filming in South Africa because of the exchange rate yeah. and things like that. <laughs> and they make up for the fact that, that they can bring in a couple of big names. Yeah. And then they're still doing what the tax breaks require by hiring a lot of locals. Yes. And then they're just bringing in just the just director and the production like, yeah. producers and the Because I've, I've noticed over the years there's been a steady incline in what they film here as well. Yeah. Which oh, is like, so great much. as well. So yeah. much, yeah. Watching something and then realizing, oh, yes. okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, that's why a bit of a cross-pollination is that's why I have my other podcast, The Safi Pod, yeah. is to promote what South African industry is doing. And that's why I can nerd out about this topic for yeah. days, days on end, because I just, I'm so excited about what my friends are doing and what everyone is achieving and yeah. showing the world that that's what's happening here and exactly. showing South Africa that that's what's happening here. Cause I think so many times you're like, Oh, did you know that was filmed here? And they're like, Oh no, yeah. really? Yeah. Like you I'm told like, me about, yeah. about bloodshot. bloodshot. Yeah. All filmed here. It's actually even, it's kind of set in Cape Town when we were on set. All the, the number plates were GP number plates. The cops were South African policemen. <laughs> the uniforms and stuff. So some of the scenes you can clearly see it's Hart Bay. Like yeah. he's standing on the docks in Hart Bay. Okay. You know, so I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. So I don't know if they're like, this is Cape Town. Yeah. But it's clearly Cape Town. Yeah, Cape you know, <laughs> and obviously he's traveling all over the world, I assume, being yeah. a man 
robot dude. <laughs> but uh, so many things they're even now saying, setting it in Cape Town. Inst- yeah. like, as much as we can match <laughs> almost any weird international space. Yeah. But now they're kind of doing the whole, oh yeah, no, it's, 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 it's set in Cape Town. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It doesn't have to pretend to be like New York or, or Los Angeles yeah. or something. It can be Cape Town and that's yeah. okay. People are accepting <laughs> that, which is quite... Yeah. quite good for us it's like we get, we're getting recognition like okay cool yeah no, exactly. <laughs> we have the talent yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the looks <laughs> yeah so now it's just convincing them that the actors are good yeah. as well because that's that's been a bit of a slow build yeah but I think but, it's but okay like it'll, it'll get there definitely yeah because especially now that we have like yes. you said you start the a couple roles. have yeah yeah and, and they can show that we have and a couple people. of our guys are now in Canada working full time in series there Okay. Because they got little breaks here and yeah. they got pulled there, some of our actors. So there's definitely potential, and yeah. I definitely think. But there's just. Um, but I mean, be... you know me, I'm positive about everything. <laughs> You're so. always positive. You're like this ram sunshine. Yay. I think since I've met yeah. you, when in doubt, been... <laughs> I'm a fucking ray of sunshine. And you will accept the happiness and the positiveness about but like especially the potential. Like when we're working out, all I hear is this <laughs> very like. The, having a bad day I'm like, like, uh, yay, like yay yay okay. yeah we're recording today I'm day. like this is hilarious <laughs> yeah I mean yeah. I have my shit days but yeah, doesn't everyone yeah yeah definitely yeah. yeah but you always smile through it as well I was, yeah I mean you're not gonna get anywhere just by being <laughs> by moping around and yeah I can mope with the best of them fear not by myself or on the phone to my mom I'll phone my mom and be like mom it's unfair I didn't get the job and no one likes me and I don't know if I have a cut out for this and I'm never going to make it and then she's like I think you're perfect it's okay and I'm like thank you and then I'm better again oh so God. it's okay <laughs> you just acted out the whole scene right there <laughs> My mom's the best. You need one person who's your biggest fan yeah, no matter what. Your mom. My mom's the best. And <laughs> so I can, she'll tell me if I'm shit. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. She's had my back since I started dancing and singing as a kid. And she'll yeah. tell me if I'm singing off key and shit like yeah. that. But she's also like, That's always the best me. support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that, that Disney, the Disney climax. <laughs> yeah. I believe in you. <laughs> you can do anything. You can do anything if you put your mind to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's my other thing. Be a Disney princess. On my list. <laughs> Of things to do. I've got the voice down. I just yes. need to get the job. I mean, even if you animate a Disney princess, that's not Oh, okay, 100% <laughs> do an animated Disney I'd love to do a musical Disney princess. That yeah. would be, that would be amazing. Oh, on stage. You have the, the you have the hair for Ariel. I can do, I can do Ariel. I feel that, I feel that. Oh, Sierra Boggess is like one of the best musical theater ladies and she did Ariel on Broadway oh, really? the okay. first time. Yeah. She's so good. Is she currently? Or? No, no, no. She, uh, she was the original. The original, original Ariel okay. on Broadway. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's current. She's doing obscure things. She's done a couple of new musicals recently. Obscure I follow things. her on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, she's or been doing a couple of like, unknown, yeah, really yeah. cool, cool new stuff. I mean, yeah, there's some, there's some great musicals coming into the world. Yeah. You know a lot I'll about musicals. I feel like I, I should follow also, everyone on Instagram. I should put that also like on a watch list because I've, yeah. like, I loved it as a kid, but I've oh, never, yeah. never, was never part of a crowd that really enjoy, mm. enjoyed it or anything. No, so it is, it like, is tough when, you, yeah, if you don't have the right circles of appreciation yeah, and you like, you like, want to go by yourself. It yeah, sucks. It's I mean, like, huh. even I still find it difficult to go see shows because yeah. I just can't get the right people to be like, let's go see a show. Yeah. I go to the movies by myself, like <laughs> happily, but I feel like going to a musical by myself. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's no. a different crowd. <laughs> yeah. I'll try it one day. See what happens. Yeah. I did it in the UK. Because then you'd wander around freaking Trafalgar Square and be like, I want to go see a show. Yeah. And then you just go okay. to the box office and you'd be like, have you got any discount tickets? And they're like, yeah, cool. 10 pounds. I'm like, I'm in. And then you set up the top and then you watch it again. And you're like, 
That was okay. cool. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw the 39 steps four times. 39 steps. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, you yeah. can always get 10 pound tickets for the 39 steps. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And it's something you can watch like again and mm. again. <laughs> oh, I loved it. It was so funny. Yeah. That, that should be uh, like uh, probably on the list as well for more research. We could yeah. probably go, go watch theater shows. Oh, so. Always. Yeah, we go should just go see shows. Yeah, because I haven't I'm seen good. a lot of stuff in South Africa as well, which is... Yeah. yeah no, and you've got to see. It'll be so good. So yeah. many good things. Yeah, so as soon as the... As soon as the theatres go back, let's go. Yes. Let's go see some musicals. Yeah, look at us. Even being so positive, we're like, as soon as the theatres go back. When it comes back. back. No, everything will be fine, guys. <laughs> everything will be fine. And then we would have caught up on all our anime. Yes. And all of our extra stuff that I'd we missed out I've gone through the whole two lists of stuff I have. Two lists of stuff. Recommended you, from you. Who knows? I mean, you've got some time, man. I've got book recommendations. Although, man, I was trying to do the whole, it's isolation. Let's catch up on my Netflix. And all I did was like spend an hour adding new things to my Netflix list, watching trailers. <laughs> Is going, oh, let's add it to my list. Oh, let's add it to my list. <laughs> then re watching something I'd already watched. Like a Kamega kill, which was so good. That's exactly exactly what Man. I did. Like, you, you're going through things to watch, but then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But they said, someone said, uh, they say, they, the, the grand they said that if you're ever sad or having yeah. a bad day, you must watch something that you've already watched before that you enjoyed. Because then you get the psychological double boost of okay. enjoying what you're watching yeah. and remembering that you have enjoyed it before. Uh, so so it's nostalgia. like a, yeah. So you've yeah. got the nostalgia enjoyment and I'm currently enjoying it. So like, so you must, you must watch a comedy that you've already watched yeah. for like the best benefit of cheering yourself up. Yeah. So Oof, that should be another not that I come as a quarantine list should be nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, then I then I just like power through How I Met Your Mother again, which I love. Guys. I, also, I also loved it again. Oh, so another thing that a lot of I love lot it. Of... People need to shush. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love just it. Just shush. Just calm down. It's actually mm. a meme I have to share with you sometime where it's like, shh, just let people enjoy things. Just let people. That's so true. I you don't have to love it. No, just not at all. Like, shush and just let, yeah. let Some people else. Don't love it. There's not gonna be a single. You thing don't have to have an. You don't have to have an opinion. Like I know we have opinions on everything. Yeah. But I do try to keep my opinions open-minded about everything. Yeah. Like I'll say something shit, but I can accept that some people might like it if yeah. I don't think it's cool. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Like so, that's so like the idea. Is like your opinion is not the only opinion, and not everyone has to agree with your opinion. Yes. You know. Exactly. Like that's that's where I, I think yeah. I'm at. Is if people don't like say sports anime, cool. <laughs> No. But you enjoy it. So I it's love quite, it. It's, it's yeah. great. And like it's make it, there's a group of people who do enjoy it and as well. Yeah. And if they don't, that's okay too because yeah. there's something for everyone. And just like I said, no, there's not going to be a single thing that everyone loves. Uh, <laughs> and it's not be... the end of the world. <laughs> exactly. If there's a Star Wars movie that you don't feel fits the oh, Star Wars gosh. extended <laughs> canon. Like... Oh no, World War Three. Yeah. No, guys, there's there's worse shit going on in the world than the, the Mandalorian. I don't know, guys, guys. They said something that doesn't quite fit. The oh, it does not fix because in the game at three in the the third game of the fourth thing in the in the extended Star Wars universe, then it was clearly stated. And if you look at wiki something or whatever, oh guys, guys, just. Enjoy it. Just, 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 a, just a, enjoy it. On a side note, the, the voice you use there, <laughs> the Santa mommy voice. The Santa, oh like, this is my nerd brain. No, guys, it's not perfect. You can't do it like that. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It no. kills me. It kills me every time. <laughs> I love but, it. But yeah, there's, it's, there's, especially, I think, like we've mentioned before, with things like that and the yeah. Matrix. Yeah. It's, it's stuff you watch, you you watch for the aesthetic appeal. It's yeah. like the crazy fights, the soundtrack. Yeah. You know, not the, really the lore. I mean, it's it's yeah. fantasy anyway. It's like when people say, "Oh, I must watch like the Raid." It's one of my favorite action movies, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, 
I don't watch the raid. It's just like one extended fight scene. I'm like, I know. That's what makes it great. That's why it's so good. It's just unadulterated action with the most amazing fight choreography. Okay, there's like a kind of a storyline about yeah, yeah. like a brother and well, he has no, to get no back to his really wife. Cares. No one cares. I don't care. It gives me a little bit of like a, oh, okay, he's going to get back to his wife. Yeah. But it's just so good. It's just good because it's, it's action. Just, it's pure. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. No, it's just choreography. And it's yeah. like when they're like John Wick. This guy just kills his, <laughs> kill his dog and then he just kills them all. I'm like, and? What, what is wrong what with is, that? I don't, I don't see any problem with the storyline whatsoever. But that's the amazing thing. Yeah. They've, they've crafted that movie to be such a good action movie that the storyline is yeah. just there, it's there to, to tie yeah. all the action together. You've got to, also, I mean, it's whenever we're talking about, like, with stunts, the action does have to help tell the story or tell something yeah. about the character or expand on something in that way. And it's always a bit boring if stunt guys get together and they just film a fight scene. Yes. But if they just have a teeny little premise, like we're filming a fight scene because he stole my lunch and I need to get my lunch back. Like yes, just a simple, sort of, yeah, just, just to kind of like, together. why are they fighting? Yeah. What it like, it doesn't have to be deep and meaningful, <laughs> but that just adds to it. Like yeah. one of the best little <laughs> fight scenes I've seen. And it was a stunning stunt woman that came and worked here, French girl, Lauriane. Okay. And she was here for Maze Runner, for Death Cure. Yeah. And uh, so she posted it because she'd done it with some of the guys that she was working with in France. And it was just a group of five or six people fighting over a phone charger. Oh, okay. <laughs> and about everyone's batteries were dying. <laughs> and there's one external charger with a plug. Yeah. And then they just have this epic fight and then the charger gets into someone else's hands and then the other one like dive tackles. It's so good. It's oh like the best choreography ever. Yeah. But they just based it in that little premise just a little, of... Yeah. They're fighting over a phone charger. So then everyone's got a reason yeah. to like one up the next one. And stuff. It's so good. <laughs> it yeah. just kind of makes the whole fight more intense. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got to tell the whole, story, man. Yeah. The whole John Wick thing. It's Love like, John Wick. it's, it's amazingly choreographed and it's also, mm. it kind of pays homage to like a lot of the older sort of action, yes. gun food type of things. Well, it's know? those guys are like, that's their jam. Yeah. I mean, the directors, uh, David Leach and Chad Stileski, Chad Stileski was Keanu Reeves' stunt double in the Matrix. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Boof. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they, the two of them are stuntmen, and then they started the company 8711. Yeah. It started just like a stunt team, and now it's like its own production company, and then they've now, that's why the John Wicks have continued under their production, oh, also okay. like things like that. But yeah, so I mean, they are, this is kind of their version of this is what action should be, <laughs> you know, like, then, and they can, they could edit it. And I think that's always sometimes what kills stunt yeah. guys is that they did this epic fight and then some random person who doesn't know how the fight was designed edits the fight. Oh, okay. You know, so yeah, it yeah. can be as good as you want and that gag is not going to get on screen because the editor maybe just didn't see it that way or didn't feel that it, it yeah. told the story anymore and like, or doesn't just understand the the use of camera that you, you definitely yeah. wanted to get across as the coordinator or something. Yeah. So that's why I love, it's so nice when coordinators are getting into second unit directing so or getting into, so they can have a bit more control over how a fight is shot and edited. Yes. Because it because we are still trying to tell the story. We are trying to yeah. expand on the character, on the thing. You know, we're not just, if you're doing a fight for the sake of fighting, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. So most of them are doing the fight for a reason. Even it's for like a comedy gag or something like that, or just to... Yeah, it's it's yeah. designed for those things. But they can see like what mm. parts need to be accentuated. Yes. You know, so now you've got John yeah. Wick, which they then have the power in the editing room. 
And then like David Leach went on, he did Atomic Blonde and he did uh, yeah, Hobbs so and Shaw, which are also so good, but he just straight directed them. But he obviously has more of an influence on how the action is filmed uh, then and how yeah. the action is edited, even though he's now getting coordinators in and fight choreographers in yeah. to do the job for him. But he has that but vision. But he has the he has the vision and the knowledge yeah. and the, the experience yeah. to get the best out of it yeah. and to film it the best way. It's kind of like getting like a like a like a comic book fan to like direct yeah. like a to like direct a Marvel, a Marvel movie. movie. And yeah. I mean I think that's like what the some of the, the, the recent guys have been doing is they were comic book nerds to start with, you know? Yes, yes. And and getting this generation of creatives who yeah. born in the 70s. Yeah. So they grew up with, all with our kind of nerdness, you know? So they're now in their 30s or 40s, but their childhood was the Matrix. Their childhood was... Yeah those kind of things and that's yeah. the imagination so that they're see the surge of with. like yeah mm. and it's, it's funny because uh, i heard an interview with josh Whedon, and he is a huge comic such book such a fan, nerd which like it, may, it gives me like a lot of new appreciation mm. for the what the way the mcu is laid out because if you look at it again now that endgame has ended, oh. ended <laughs> you just see how everything sort of yeah how like, he's joined oh. yeah how everything's been laid down like laid yeah. out and how Everything in the beginning had a reason. Like it was like ten years yeah. ago. Yeah. Oh god, and it's, it's, you've got a bigger picture, man. Bigger yeah, picture, and it's, that's from his series experience. Yes. You know, like he's he's behind Firefly. He's behind like those yeah. things where it's like Buffy. He was Buffy, right? Buffy, yeah. yeah. Buffy. Is that you know you you've got to plant those seeds because they will pay off later. Yeah. And so now he's taking those TV series tricks and putting them onto there. like an extended universe yeah. of. These will pay off later. Oh, <laughs> like, it's so and good. Combining it with his nerd passion, so like you know, Man. he knows what comic book fans would like. Yes. So it's not just like, oh, this will look great. This will sell a lot of toys mm. or whatever. It's like, this is what people. This is yeah, <laughs> but it's also got to be new enough. Yes. That it's it still appeals to the guys that know the comics back to front. Yeah. That there's still something new for them. Yes. Like that's the trick, because you've got to kind of like pay homage to them but you've got to change it up a little bit so else it's going to be like i might as well just read the comic yeah but you kind of mixed it up or you just changed it a bit or i think they did pretty they did pretty well even Mm. like we spoke about them introducing uh guardians of the galaxy Mm. it was like a risk yeah no that was a but it's new and it kind of added you know something to Mm. all the characters and it changed up a lot of the the visuals that people started expecting in marvel that like that because that moved into like Thor Ragnarok's yes. like feel and stuff like that. That more neon, spacey, yeah, and fun. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> so they've done it. They've got a good mix of, and I think that's what people always say. That's what like DC did wrong is that DC's like all dark. Oh yeah. And then you're like, no, no, you can have dark. Yeah. Definitely go for dark. And so we loved about Christian Bale's thing was that it was dark. It was dark. Yeah. But. It, you know, it, it still had like levels of story and there was still romance, there was still action, there was still yeah. psychology and stuff. It wasn't just all dark. Yeah. But we remember it was darker. Yeah. So they go, oh, the dark is what worked. And you're like, no, the good storytelling is what worked. It just happened yeah. to also be kind of dark. But also they they, yeah. they, they, they used it in the right way. It wasn't mm. just like, oh, all yeah. dark. It was just like... You Whereas know. like Shazam, I thought was freaking amazing. I haven't watched Shazam. Dude, it's actually so good because... I mean, I've loved all the DC stuff that's come and gone. Yeah. I mean, I see what people's issues are with uh, the Batman v Superman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't hate it. I still watched it and I thought it was a good movie. Like, yeah. But I see what people are kind of going yeah. on about, like, what the fuck. 
Um, and then I loved the Wonder Wonder Woman is just Wonder Woman is great, yeah, freaking magical. <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> Cannot wait to see the next one. And then like everyone like went Suicide Squad went whack. Yeah, but the yeah the new the Birds of Prey Harley Quinn I did see that recently. Also have to watch that. So I I enjoyed good. it. I thought it had a bit of a slow build, okay. if that makes sense. Like yeah. I enjoyed it, but they it took them a while to get to the birds of prey part uh, are like okay. girls yeah. we're now gonna do the birds of prey yeah you know but at the same time you've got to set it up it is a, there's some premise to set up so yeah. i don't know how i would have paced it differently myself yeah. like i don't i'm not because it's also like good. sort of like new as well but yeah so like, yeah so they are setting up though. a but i do feel like it was a bit slow in the beginning and then when it once it finds its feet it's amazing but yeah. so i thought it was great yeah. but i mean i can see what people might because it didn't do that well at the box office. Yeah. But yeah, I think Shazam did it right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even like uh, the trailers as well. Like I haven't watched it just because time wise. Yeah. But yeah, um, the, the the trailers is what sold it for me because mm. I love the character from watching the whole animated DC series. Oh, cool. Which is good. Yeah. That I think you like it because it's uh, it does an interesting thing that I didn't. It was again one of those things that I didn't know the premise. Yeah. But I kind of thought I knew the premise, and okay. then they. Flipped to a version of Shazam that's not, not the the, yeah. the primary version of Shazam. If that okay, makes so sense. Okay, so they put like a little twist on it. Yeah. It exists in the comics, but it's not the main comic version. Oh, okay. They've got like <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like by the end you're like, ooh, oh, okay, it's, okay cool. I kind of like that. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also one of the things where you said not knowing sometimes, like for mm. example, like not reading the books before yeah. anything is. I prefer that sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes I like to read the books before yeah. because then I've got the extra information. Yeah. But also like you said, you don't really, you haven't watched The Witcher, you haven't read The Witcher no. series or you haven't played the games, which is good. Yeah. And I didn't want to. I yeah. 100% didn't want to. My brother had actually read them before and he said basically the first series is the first book because the first book is like a collection of short stories yeah. or something like that. And uh, he said it does make a bit more sense if you've read the book, then you you pick up on where what's happening because obviously it is a bit time jumpy in the series. Yeah. And it's not clear that it's time time jumpy until like halfway through and you're like, oh, Uh so that was okay because someone said like it's time jumpy, but the main characters, none of them age. So you never have a way to tell because the main characters don't age. So you'd like, if you don't spot the two kids in the background and go, oh, that's the kids from the, oh, fuck, okay. Um, But yeah, so that was, it was cool for me because I'm like, I don't know what a witch is. I don't know what the, I don't know what the the, the mythology is. I don't know what the premises is. Like, it's really, really cool. Good to go. Um, But it's something I would like to read afterwards. Yes. (laughs) Because I, because I feel like a lot of people have said there's a lot more like mythology. There's a lot more getting to know the characters as in a book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is which, which is again the two differences between that's the joy reading. of a book. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Is you you're in know, the mind of the character. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. like a film or series, is they're just limited by the resources, so 100%. you can't put everything out there. And yeah. one thing I noticed specifically, and it's I I noticed it when because I read the Hunger Games before I watched okay. the movies. Yeah, because they were super popular book before even yeah was like said. And I love me some young adult fiction. I, I have such a soft spot for Same. good, good young adult fiction. So I powered through and sobbed through the Hunger Games, full on sob. And the movies were great, yeah. but they didn't have the same impact on me. Okay. And what I figured with that one is because the books are all from Katniss's perspective. So you're always hearing her oh, okay. internal monologue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. 
And the only way you could do that in a movie is to have obnoxious voiceovers. Yeah. Which is just such a cheap way. Yeah. So it's three pages of internal monologue is a minute of looking into the character's eyes and the way she looks at Peter and the way she looks at yeah. at thingy and like and that was a three page monologue <laughs> of internal monologue of like it? I know how she feels. Yeah. I know how I know what her opinions are on the situation. Yeah. And if she's not saying it out loud in the movie, you, you lose really that a bit. Yeah. So it's so hard to like how do you then portray those emotions and those thoughts without yeah. it just freaking having voiceover. Yeah. Or stupid expositional dialogue. Yeah. Like you've got to have clever dialogue that yeah. gets that information across without being like, I am conflicted because <laughs> of X, Y, and yeah. Z. So that loses its that emotional impact that reading the book has because yeah. you're inside the characters' heads. Exactly. And you yeah. can see exactly how they're feeling, exactly what they're thinking, exactly how they are being affected by the situation. Yeah. And that's what's super powerful because then you are friends with that person yeah. and and know exactly what's happening. There's a lot, a lot of like a deeper connection yeah. to the character as well. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, so, but it also depends on the book because sometimes books, I mean, when I was studying, studying English, it was a whole idea of you have, it's either the internal narrator or an external narrator because it could also be from a godlike perspective. Okay. So where the story is like, these people walked into that place and then they did this and then they said this to each other. So it's as if the narrator of the book is an external entity. And then you okay. have the choice, then it could be the narrator is the main character where they say, I walked into the thing and I saw these things and I saw that happen. Yeah. And it can jump back and forth between an external narrator or an internal narrator yeah. or, or things like that. So, it, or it could just be, you know, it depends yeah. how it is written, how the book is written. Yeah. And that's um, a very, again, another mm. very difficult thing to make it yeah. that way. Where so it when the book is just the hero's thoughts. Yeah it's much more difficult to get that emotion across when if the book is like a godlike viewer yeah. that is describing what's happening, yeah, like exactly. the, this magical narrator, or if it's someone explaining the story <laughs> after the fact. Yeah. You know? But that's also, again, one of the joys of having to appreciate those two mm. mediums where you don't have to be like, yeah. oh, this one is, is better. One is totally better. Yeah. No, <laughs> they're different. You just get two different things. Like yeah. for, for me, I'll make a very uh, cliche example mm-hmm. of the Harry Potter books. Yeah. Like the book's, Great, a lot yeah. more in depth. You can see or yeah. you know, know what everyone's thinking. Movies are great, but the movies are just a little bit better because you, mm. well, not better, but the movies are different because you can appreciate yeah. the visuals that come across. Oh, but so you can't really. And it is that always... magic of that imagination, magical. But at the same time, like that's another good example, and I think that and Lord of the Rings are good examples for me, where having read the books enhances my movie appreciation of yes. it because the same thing of I know what that, that character's thinking because yeah. I read it in the book. So it makes that little side look so well. much yeah. more painful for me because I know that the three-page monologue of that guy's internal turmoil, yeah. that's what that one look is. Yeah, and that actor like <laughs> is thinking about that fucking monologue, man. Yeah. And then, so it makes it so much more powerful, yeah. which is so great. That's that, that's definitely yeah, to have you to, to mm. combine the two, which is great. Yeah, have your cake and eat and it. And also man. soundtracks. <laughs> and also soundtracks. Yeah, they give us great soundtracks. I will accept that. Yeah, yeah. like that. Harry Potter managed to mm. <laughs> capture that very well. Oh, the music, <laughs> so good, dude. If you do music well, it's just uh, yeah. it's timeless. It enhances everything. absolutely timeless. Yeah. I mean, great movies of the past. The reason Star Wars, like yes. freaking John Williams, like Oof. the things he did with that, it's just. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's so crazy because it's like he 
he's not essentially part of like you know the mm. the story, but he manages to Ugh. tie everything. And once together you notice it, I mean, like there's so many tunes that you like the Lord of the Rings soundtracks, those yeah. themes and stuff. If you go back to like the Gladiator themes, that music. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, Gladiator's Gladiator's soundtrack, like the orchestration is yeah. just so That's good. A, definitely another yeah. adding to the rewatch. Yeah, it's one of those <laughs> that like you don't realize it was good until someone was like plays you a song and you're like, fuck this, I remember yeah. this. Why is this good? Where is this from? And they're like, oh no, that's the Gladiator soundtrack. You're like, ah. what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That one's got a really good soundtrack as well. Yeah. Mm. A, a lot of the things I've started appreciating recently is um, Hans Zimmer soundtracks that mm. he does. Like, you know, the whole Batman and all oh. this and stuff. It's just, yeah. I watched uh, behind the scenes uh, Foley thing that they did. Mm-hmm. This guy that does a lot of Hans Zimmer sounds has handmade instruments. Just these crazy Crazy contraptions, all made from um, scrap metal. Oh, geez. You know? So they're just like obscure. Yeah, really obscure things. Oh, but man. obscure, but he still the tunes sounds them. The yeah. still tunes. Everything's in key. I'm like, what? Still a stupid, crazy musician. <laughs> what, what are you? <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, I better just quit my job right now. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, balls. <laughs> but it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, like that. And, um, the guy who did the Game of Thrones soundtrack mm. as well. The, the whole musical yeah, score. Yeah, it's become iconic. Yeah, it's insane, like, just how they capture everything as well. I do enjoy, like, one of the best behind-the-scenes of orchestration that I I ever watched, which is nuts, weirdly, it goes back to the raid. Yeah. Is because the um, Linkin Park guy, the guy Uh, that does the rappy side of all the songs. Yes. uh, What's his name? Yes, I know, it's it's the Asian guy. Yeah. That that does all the things, yeah. He did the soundtrack for the raid. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Let's watch the the behind-the-scenes of it. It is so good. Yeah. And like how he, they, there's a cool like interview of him breaking down how he found the themes for certain people and how okay. they use sound to enhance the, the anxiety of the fight and their claustrophobia of yeah. the building and stuff like that. But yeah, he did the orchestration. Okay. And it was like the yeah. first thing he's ever orchestrated. And he was like super into it. And yeah, yeah so he did the raid, which yeah, is I, I, fascinating. I heard he was into like a, a lot of mm. movie, like um, sound production stuff yeah. before he got into the band. Gonna Google it. <laughs> But yeah, he he was great. (laughs) Mike Shinoda, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah, Mike Shinoda did the soundtrack. The soundtrack for that, yeah. He's he's actually a very multi-talented musician. So good. (laughs) Yeah, like if if you, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere, but listening to him figure out and work out that and like how he builds it up and stuff, like he's just stupid talented. He's crazy. Because I I, Mm. I find it's the same as, you know, writing a character as well. You have to Mm. like know all like, you know, the whole, the characteristics and the, all the niches of the character yeah. as well and to portray that in music it's like yeah man <laughs> yeah, another no, talent as well there's some oh there's some gems like it's <laughs> yeah it's it's once you once you realize how difficult it is because it's one of those things that you're not noticing it because it's that good oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's that that's the john williams are so good that you'd listen to this whole movie and you're like the movie moved me yeah but, but you don't, you know why. <laughs> and then like, if you take a moment or if you hear it independently, you're like, oh wow, yeah. that music is good. It, yeah. But uh, how it's arranged <laughs> and how it's put in the right places yeah. and the, the themes of the characters that are now like underneath. Yeah. So you don't realize you're hearing the character's theme, but you are because someone's thinking about the character and they've put it it's underneath like the other music. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like once you start realizing that kind of level of effort that's put into those things, yeah. where you're like, that it's it's so much more than just actually, I made music for a movie. It makes me because I watched again was uh, something about Interstellar. 
the mm-hmm. movie that's uh, oh, that's yeah. recommended. Again, the sounds go there, fantastic. And you yeah. just think like, oh, why does this movie move me? But you don't know why. Mm-mm. And you listen to the sound. And apparently, uh, what they interlaid was the time passing on Earth was noted in the music by mm-hmm. the beats. Oh sure. So like yeah, so you kind of subconsciously, conscious- yeah, oh, subconsciously man. like were realizing that time passing on Earth was going by a lot faster yes. from when they were. I know. Yeah. I, th- I think I was first introduced to stuff like that when because of studying musical theater. Is yeah. that because the use of music is so primary? Okay. Whereas like film, you think it's a visual medium. Yeah. So you sometimes don't appreciate the music, and I think studying musical theater gave me that foot in. And I think for you, the being a musician and and stuff yeah. like that means you notice the music as well. A lot more, and I mean, because yeah. there's so many times in songs from bands that we love, or like for me, like musicals that I love, yeah. where you, after a couple of listens, you're like, oh, I, I see what yeah. they did there. I exactly. see I see what that little push is, or that little break in the music, yeah. that little bridge, that, that pause under that one word that brings is, that word yeah. forward. Oh, it's just It, it kind so of makes good. you also, like I'm sure you as well, knowing, like you said, mm. the, the stunts behind a lot of things. Yeah. You, you just appreciate Hundreds. a lot of the things that people... Cause and a lot of people go like, oh, you probably, it probably ruins movies for you. I'm like, no, no, it yeah. makes me enjoy them more. <laughs> yeah. I can switch off my analysis brain. And then just appreciate yeah. them. And just appreciate it. Yeah. But I can also go like, man, like we chatted about Train to Busan recently and it was yes. like... The hard hits the guys were taking was so good, yeah. but that didn't make me go like, oh, I can see the stuntmen. Yeah, I, was, I can see what the stuntmen are like, doing. Oh, so it's just so not as good. good. I'm like, oh, it's so good that though these zombies are so in point. And yeah. then I still get freaked out when the zombie jumps out of the exactly, thing yeah. because it doesn't make you appreciate the things any less. Suspension just... of disbelief is a thing, guys. You're supposed to sit back and enjoy it. That's how all movies work. Yeah, I think that's also the great thing about being such huge nerds is that yeah. you there's never that over analysis of, of anything analysis no. of anything where you just appreciate the things for as they are yeah. you're like oh my god I love and this. I can also then analyze it yeah. and tell you why maybe it's a bad badly filmed or yeah. maybe why it's filmed amazingly yeah. what about the something doesn't work and or does work you know like I yeah. can take a step back and Use my <laughs> use my degree in English and film to analyze the use of color and shapes, or I can go. Oh, that was a great movie. I'm kind of happy. Yeah. Wow. Wow, got a good movie. Exactly what we do with Star Wars. It's like, yeah, yeah there's you know there's a little bit of nitpicky mm. things, but overall you just enjoy yeah. the movie. It's not like you have to be yeah. over analytic about everything. No guys, no guys. <laughs> don't just, be assholes. <laughs> don't just calm down. <laughs> How dare they? How, Dare you? Yeah, just in, it's entertainment, guys. It's not it's not yeah. world peace. It's entertainment. Yeah. It's uh, you know it's not like the cure for the cancer. Peace. It's just the entertainment, peace. guys. Just yeah. embrace it, and if you don't like it, find something you do like. Exactly. Let people. I don't enjoy like things. everything. I just don't bitch about the things that I don't like. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't yeah. enjoy it, but like cool. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. You have an opinion. I don't know, yeah. yeah. Not everyone's yeah. opinion is going to match up. And, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get into a debate with you, but yeah. like, no, guys. But I think for us, it'll be difficult because we like a lot of the same yeah, things. Yeah, we do like a lot of the same like, things. Oh, like, you like, oh, we'll just talk that. about why we like all these things <laughs> repeatedly and yeah. then have different reasons and interpretations <laughs> of why, why like. it is liked. So there's some, there's some conversation. <laughs> we're going to need a third party. <laughs> yeah, we need a third party. No, but see, if we get a third party that doesn't agree with us, then I just get angry because I'm like, just appreciate it, man. <laughs> and then the whole Slither Puff so, thing no. will kick in where it's Ugh. like, like, how dare you disagree? Don't, and I'll be like, oh, just enjoy the movie, man. 
Yeah. But that, that's the great thing also about not being exclusive as well with the yeah. stuff that we like. It's just, yeah. we enjoy everything. And if you know? introduce me to something that I've never seen before, that's why I love my brother's random recommendations. Because yeah. it's a lot of times shows where I'm like, uh, yeah. Like with a sports think about anime. it and then I'll be like okay fine and then I'll watch yeah. like if he's like it's really good I'm like okay fine I'll <laughs> give it a chance and then I'm like this is the best thing in the world <laughs> it's funny because you know? my brother also recommends that's, that's the yeah. stuff the really obscure stuff like yeah he, he recommended to me. Why, why is it wrong to? Oh, is it wrong to pick up girls, girls in a, in a dungeon? Base. Yeah, in yeah, dungeon. Uh, yeah. It's it's just just released on on Netflix, and super I've dodge. seen it for a while. Sounds, sounds super dodge. Sounds so dodge. But my brother also said you should give it a watch. Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And it's actually yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty entertaining. It's great because like a lot of these shows are f- so freaking long. Yeah. So it's nice to have someone to like whittle it down because I, yeah. I don't want it to be like <laughs> three episodes in and I'm like oh such a waste I'm just not yeah. intrigued by the story at all like a couple of times I've done that where I've like watched a show and I'm like this looks cool and then about two three episodes in I'm like oh man <laughs> such a waste <laughs> it's just not it's just it's not bad it's just yeah. not grabbing me it's just you know? not like, going anywhere it's just kind of yeah, grabbing yeah. yeah but that's where you have but our then, brothers but then I have my brother yeah he's like watch it and I'm like okay <laughs> like he, I think No Game No Life was one he's, he recommended and he was like yeah. you have to watch it because I need to talk to someone about it I'm like okay okay I'll watch it now he's like and the movie because it's really good and it's a prequel I'm like okay so well, then yeah. I watched it and I'm like okay let's talk <laughs> yeah so it's, it's kind of like basically what all my yeah. all my watch the song it's like I need you yeah. to watch it so I can talk to someone about it yeah basically yes slowly making my way through so, yeah so isolation conversations yeah. you need to watch it so that we can yeah. talk to someone about it yeah that's that's the plus mm. side of having this whole quarantine thing as well we get yeah. to make our way through all these great things yeah and like last uh, two nights ago I powered through Love, Death and Robots again yeah because fuck it's good <laughs> yeah I have to watch that as well cause haven't was you on, watched it yet it was on oh. my watch on my watch list but no. I just keep getting distracted as well dude like, every episode is like 15 minutes like between 10 and 15 minutes yeah. long okay. so it's that just one more just one more just one more thing <laughs> yeah. because it is every episode is literally about between 10 and 15 minutes okay, none yeah. of them are longer than 15 yeah and they're so good the visual is just again just yeah. like and every episode is me. new every episode is different every episode yeah. is a different style of animation okay. or CG or yeah every like, story a lot of people have so recommend it, but I'm one of those people I like so put it on the list and I just Oh, forget about it because yeah. then other things <laughs> yeah no no this one this one you'll power like I literally watched them all in one night okay yeah because yeah, I think there's max 15 episodes I think 10 okay. 15 episodes like 10, 15 and they're all like 10 15 minutes yeah, yeah. so like I powered through them all okay. I was like just one more just one more just one more <laughs> so yeah it's, they're, they're so good because yeah, yeah we need to discuss those ones because I would definitely yes. have a favorite love death and robot episode discussion because yeah. some of them are so good <laughs> but yeah most of my quarantine now i've been yeah. going through yeah. old stuff <laughs> animatrix and love death and robots we can have that can be a whole episode yes <laughs> yes a whole anime yeah yeah a There's short short philosophical <laughs> theories because it's like semi black mirror ish but also not okay yeah, yeah. where it's like Oh, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah. okay, damn. Oh, that's, they touched me. Oh, okay. So much. Yeah, I was crying again. So good. Yeah. And I'm also just like the things that they're doing with animation and the visuals are beautiful. Yeah. Some of them are just so different. And like yeah. some of the animation styles are so strange and, and oh, just, yeah, it just catches you off guard where you're like, it's oh, really cool. I like, I like what they did there. Yeah. yeah. Just something that's sort of not not what the usual mm. style of animation. And then well. some of the stuff that is totally the same, you know, yeah. like it's like totally recognizable. Something that used that very much gamer kind of visual, or it's oh, like okay. definitely mocapped, definitely based on actual actors. Yeah. But is animated 
visual effects. Da, 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 da. I don't know. It's not animation, but it's, yeah. it's like I don't know how it's you like describe that. Yeah, like, like that kind of like yeah. CG, uh, CG animation. Yeah, yeah. No, like the motion capture and the facial capture. Yeah, so where it's, it's very much there. like yeah. gaming cutscenes. Oh, okay. Like yeah. that kind of design. Yeah, like the Final Fantasy movie, yeah. almost like something to that. Yeah, well. yeah, like Final Fantasy movie, similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah that 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 that, that, that came up a very long so time ago. So long ago. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the detail and the so well done. And like yeah, hard but I mean, I've seen all the I've seen all the trailers and the stuff for the things that are coming out now, like uh, Death Stranding. Yes. Trailers Oof. for that. Visuals <laughs> on that. Oh, insane. So good. But someone was actually saying that we've kind of reached a sort of a peak mm. of graphics where things can't really get much better because they're already sort of, yeah. sort of super so realistic. photorealistic. And we've, yeah, yeah. We've, we've found a way to make, I think it's like we've always been able to visualize doing it like that, but the technology didn't allow never, it for us to do yeah, that. Yeah. And now the technology's caught up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and it's another, it's just I a whole don't know if you've, heard, if you've heard of the theory of us living in a simulation. Oh, you mean the Matrix being real? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, speaking about theories, there's a very great YouTube channel as well yeah. called um, Film Theory with, mm. with Matt Pat. He does. I think he keeps recommending to me. I've seen it. Oh a yeah, yeah. Times. He I does. It. He does really great. Like just his presentation of everything is crazy as well. Okay. Yeah. So there's a whole Matrix theory as well that he does. It's, oh, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. Also, like super, super big nerd as well. So everything nice. he does is like. Oh yeah. So that's part of us. <laughs> isolation black holes is YouTube channels. Yes. I have realized someone said the other day is that. Because I, I always joke and say I go down a YouTube black hole. Yeah. Is it, I actually don't. Okay. Is I find something and then I just binge that whole channel. <laughs> so it's not as much as a random black hole. Yeah. It's like a, it's a straight focused. <laughs> it's a focused dive. <laughs> is because I'll be like, oh, I just discovered Corridor Crew, yeah. and then I watched everything, everything. <laughs> on their channel, and then I discovered some more news with uh, Cody Johnson. Yeah. And I just watched everything on their channel <laughs> and so i'm like okay so that that's i don't go down the black hole but i yeah. do do like it's a like a sort of dive. adventure with in, intention yeah. and purpose yeah yeah i'll be like this is cool oh wait and then i just the whole channel yeah i think for mm. me it's like that with less purpose so i won't mm -hmm. go for the whole channel but i'll watch the one thing and then it keeps getting suggested on yeah. the side other videos and yeah same after thing. a while then i just watch go like... fuck it and i open the channel and i watch everything so it'll normally be like you recommended you recommended yeah. you recommended <laughs> like the watch mojo oh, watch lists, mojo, yeah. those are always there <laughs> and screen rant as well yeah That's yeah and then great. obviously you get solid stuck into uh screen junkies yeah. and cinemasins yeah. who people always <laughs> complain that they're compared to each other but they are not the same thing which yeah. they aren't but those are the two that i keep bouncing between yeah because they do the everything that's wrong with and then they do <laughs> which is great <laughs> yeah and then do the honest trailers which i love yeah and then honest trailers commentary which is equally good have to watch you must well. because yeah. it's just them nerding out and talking like we said, do yeah. about like the movie why they liked it why they joked about it why and some of the, they made those the choices yeah as well. and then jokes that were cut out <laughs> yeah and alternate alternate jokes and stuff yeah because that guy's voice as well oh my gosh oh yeah he's <laughs> the uh, john the honest trailer yeah. honest trailer voice the current yeah. there was a couple before him, wasn't there? As well? Um, two, two I think him? there might have been one, but he's been the honest trailer voice for Yonks now. Yeah, yeah, Yonks. <laughs> for a while now, because they, they always joke about how they've expanded on the epic honest trailer guy mythology. Yeah. Because he'll always say something random, like he'll mention, like, oh, yeah, that's like what my children probably say. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. so you realize that he's sad. 
yeah. or like doesn't get along with his <laughs> wife or something or like so they like just little that it's not him it's not the real guy but it's a mythology of, of the, the epic honest guy. trader guy yeah, yeah. the shit that he's doing in his studio he's like yo well, I'm in my studio by myself doing this and you're like oh, okay shit so they're always expanding on his they've mythology they've created this, this whole entity mm. that doesn't exist and they've also if you've spotted see you need to watch honest traders commentary to figure it out is that every episode for the last year or so yeah they've slipped in a velociraptor Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Specifically the huh. Alan. Alan Velociraptor is, I think it's in Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. <laughs> Jurassic Park. But uh, I think it's Jurassic Park 3. Okay. Yeah. When the guys from 1 go back. Oh, yes, and, yes. On yeah. The, on because the he's in the open, like opening scene, he's like sleeping in the airplane and he has a dream that there's a Velociraptor in the plane with him. Yeah. And the Velociraptor turns to him and goes, Alan. And then he wakes <laughs> up and it's actually the guy that's telling him to wake up. So they've put the Alan Velociraptor in like every, every they like slip it in. Oh my gosh. I have to, I'm probably going to go rewatch everything again. They've yeah. just sent me down another I think it's home. ever since they did an honest trailer for that Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park 3. Yeah. And then they put an Alan, Alan Velociraptor in. Wait, the, the visual or the, 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 the voice? Both. Uh. And it's snuck in the corner somewhere. Or like there's like a little Velociraptor in an explosion somewhere yeah. on the side. And then I get, yeah. <laughs> that scene terrified me as a kid. Yeah, it was really whack. It it's was, funny now, but it's like. Yeah, it was like, what the fuck is that, guys? <laughs> what the fuck? Who did that? I don't even understand. <laughs> Whose idea was that? <laughs> well, also, after all, terrifying as, as oh well already. <laughs> Alan. Alan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but again, again, that's another thing. Doing this whole quarantine thing and rewatching mm-hmm. things, you realize a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> as a some kid. Some of the shit. Yeah, some, yeah. There yeah, some of the things that, that still hold up. That we up probably shouldn't have seen as at young ages. I think there's no, definitely we a couple. Our parents aren't listening. We're old enough. Yeah, <laughs> parents totally didn't sneak and watch like Silence of the Lambs when I was too young. Or I did not need to see that decomposed body at age 11. <laughs> but it prepared you for a lot of what you were I do seeing. love horror now, so let's be yeah, honest. Exactly. I'm like a giant horror nerd. So. Yeah. And it didn't turn you into a raging psychopath. It did not turn me into a raging psychopath and things still freak me out. Yeah. But I do have a little bit of an obsession with horrible horrors yes yeah and we can go we'll Good definitely go horrors. down a rabbit hole of that's, that's another episode crazy horror. that's another episode because this one again we start in quarantine and end so, with so the these are gonna, they, yeah, I think people will just be consumed enough to not realise how long it's going and they'll be in quarantine so they can just listen <laughs> exactly so what else driving. do you have to do or we're all back at work again and stuck in traffic and I hope this kept your traffic that's Guys. the thing. I'm not. I'm not so not keen looking on forward back. to traffic again. Yeah. It's nice driving through a ghost town on your way to work. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that is so true. Yeah, but Be I think safe. That, yeah, yeah. that concludes our for now. quarantine. Episode we could always now. talk more. We're going to talk more when we keep watching and catching up on we the things so that we've suggested to, to one another. Yes, as you can gather, because there's many a topic that we will again expand on that just touch on in some yeah. of these episodes and some things we, we try to focus well. and then we fail miserably <laughs> but i feel like we did talk some isolation talk yeah and um Mostly. yeah i mean if you are still listening to us we do these we have been doing these in advance so this is the hope that you have followed us on instagram and twitter yes at nerd stuff with Silipuff on um, instagram nerd and nerd stuff with nerd sp <laughs> nerd, nerd stuff nerd stuff with sp yes. on twitter and Keep recommend some stuff or comment on your random tangent there opinions no, there's no topics off like out of bounds any <laughs> nerd are. topic any nerdy geeky topic yeah. generally about pop culture we're here for you guys Anything. we don't take talk. sides <laughs> yeah we don't take sides we chat about it because we enjoy it and we love everything <laughs> and we will talk about anything throw out your opinions would share your opinions with the world 
Yes. And recommend some good stuff for us to chat about. Definitely. And keep safe if you're still keep in quarantine. Keep safe if you're still, if, if you're not. not. <laughs> and again, this is a hilarious back to the future Exposition. anecdote while we are sitting <laughs> on the beach again, hugging our friends. Um, that once upon a time we were quarantined. Yes. But it's it could okay. Be, it, could, it could be a fun time to look back on or maybe not. <laughs> maybe you're still on the couch. If you're still on the couch. Stay safe, stay yes. clean, and don't stay touch healthy. And don't be touched. <laughs> Except if you're in quarantine with them, then do all the touching. Yes. <laughs> no. Because, no. <laughs> but do it safely because we don't need all the babies born in December. Yes, please. That's all. That's a horrible Yeah, a horrible that's a idea. lot of Christmas babies <laughs> who have to share, don't get presents. They only get one freaking present for their birthday. Us as November children are lucky, but Christmas yes. children, that's unfortunate, guys. Don't yeah. do that to them. Don't, please. Don't do that to them. Don't be do safe. That to the world. <laughs> And after that, this Until has been next swell. time. Until next time. This has been <laughs> Nerd Stuff with, with Slither